Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We're in our last night of the Hope Summit. I know this has been blessing you. It's been blessing me. And we've been learning that the powerful force of hope has to be maintained in the soul for faith to activate. Now, what I want you to understand is this, is that faith, we've talked about this. We could look real quick if we want to, but it's very important that you understand this. Faith can materialize what you hold in hope in the soul. Now, hope comes from the promises of God. We've learned that. Amen? So faith, faith is a force that is constantly working in the life of the believer. It is what has given you new life. The force of faith. Amen? Now, I want you to see something with the force of faith that I think is, is, is powerful because I believe it's life-changing that faith is always turned on, okay? Faith doesn't come and go for the believer. Faith is what's keeping you alive. I know that sounds kind of wild, but what do you mean? That belief system is keeping you alive. Now, that means whatever you can hope for and hold on to long enough, faith will materialize in your life. But if you don't have hope for it or you let go of your hope or you kind of wane in your hope, you can get in trouble. Now, I want us to start somewhere before we get to this first Peter scripture. I want you to look with me because God, God really showed me something here this morning that was powerful. Um, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's, go with me to Romans. I want you to look at this thing. Romans chapter four, verse 17. Um, I think it's, um, it's powerful. Uh, Y'all know it. As it is written, now I want you to see something here. I want you to get this thing. Um, Can we start with verse 16? Sorry about that, because the faith and grace thing will really start them off a little bit easier, and they'll be able to see it, and and thank you. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Now, I want you to see that, okay? Therefore, it is of faith. Now, faith, faith, let's just say this. Faith faith, Faith made me and you alive. Faith is working all the time in the life of the believer. You got born again by faith, okay, through grace, in the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. In Galatians chapter 2, we read that. The apostle Paul said, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So let's just say faith gave us life, and life is found in faith. Okay? I don't, want, I don't need you to get deep. I don't even know how he did it. It's a miracle. Just know faith is always on. Now, here's the key. Faith has to have the right focus or otherwise faith can lead you down a road. Faith is working all the time. Now, God kind of faith comes from the faith that you get here. Faith cometh by hearing, but hearing by the word of God. Faith for your job comes by hearing the manual at work. Faith on how to drive the car comes from the understanding of what, going to driving school when you were a kid? I don't know. Faith to fly a plane comes from going to pilot school. Come on. Faith to run a CNC machine comes by going to CNC machine. Do you see it? Faith, faith to do natural things 
comes by hearing from the natural things you're gaining faith for. Faith for the things of God comes from hearing the word of God. You've been using faith all your life. But watch this. But I'm going to tell you something. I got a revelation for you, man. It's going to mess you up. Okay? Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Okay? To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Now, that's that same promise we've been talking about in Hebrews 6, all throughout the Bible. But this was it. It is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed. So that means the promise is, yeah, got it. Now, let me show you what the promise of God does. The promise of God catapults me or gives my hope a target to allow my faith to focus into my future. The promises of God. Now, the promises of God contain the picture that faith must materialize. So hope is found in the word, and the word of promise is the key to manifesting the desires of your heart. That's what you got to get. You got to put those promises in the arena of the soul so your faith in the spirit can materialize the things of the soul. So you have to make sure you can hold. Now, this is powerful. You got to stay with me. It's a little deep, so you got to get me. You have to make sure you can hold the promises of God the hope side of it in the soul. You can't allow your mind, your will, and your emotions to discard the hope of the soul because your faith needs to materialize things hoped for. Remember that? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you got to keep your hope, hold your hope, man. Now watch this. That's why he says hold your confession. Keep your confession. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that which is of the faith of Abraham, who was the father of us all. Now, I got to get you this, right? Okay. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Now, I want to show you something. This is the first side of this revelation. God, God had Abram, and he changes his name to Abraham, and he adds an, a, another revelation to how Abraham sees himself. And I'm going to say something here. God forced. Now, I want you to get that. God forced Abraham to call himself what God wanted him to be by changing his name. Now, you better get that. God said, you're no longer Abram, but you're Abraham. He put an H in there, and I was talking, it was really good. I was talking about this, that in the H that God gave him his presence or his, his own being, and every time he said, I am Abraham, he was saying, I am the father of many nations. God forced him to call himself, Abraham, what God wanted him to be. He did not allow him to call himself what he wanted to call himself. He said, I am forcing you, because you're important, man. I got to have you hit this, this picture. 
I am going to put this picture against hope. Come on. Believed in hope. You see it? He's like, call yourself what you don't see yourself to be. I'm going to force you. Come on. Now, listen, man. I'm going to give you a law here. It's going to change your life. As it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations before him who believed, even God, whom quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Now, you be, now watch this. Revelation number one. You better hear me right now because there's nobody doing this at the level where I want you to. I got a revelation so thick in this, it's going to change your life. Your problem is you've been calling everything the way you see it. Because you like the soulless activity and the attention of it. Now, that's going to, come, that's going to cross-grain some people, but hold on. That's why I'm here teaching you. But I want to tell you how I feel. You're not allowed to tell it how you feel. You got to call it the way you want to see it, not the way you see it right now. That is a powerful truth. Because watch this. We want to have communication at the expense of God invading the situations. Now, let me explain something to you. Watch this. God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. So now watch this. You got a jacked up marriage. Well, I can't get along with her. Stop. Bring your complaints to God in private, but in public, put on that new language of we have a, we, come on now. Now you say, well, we're lying. You're not lying. That's not lying. That's calling those things that be not as though they were. You see this thing? This is how Abraham got this promise to come to pass. Who against hope believed in hope. Look at verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall I seed be. He just kept saying what was spoken. Here's the, here's the element of this, guys. I don't have enough money. That ain't your confession. Now, watch it. So you say, well, my bank account, God who quickeneth the dead and call those things that be not as though they were. Listen, I understand. I'm not expecting you to go write in the hot checks. I'm not expecting you to go be weird. But here's what I am. You keep calling it the way it is. It's going to stay the way it is. You, oh, that bad marriage. Oh, you don't meet my needs. Or, oh, you're not sensitive. Or, oh, you're not this. Man, you got to start calling it. What, what, would you, what would I do? Thank you, Father, that you meet all my needs according to your riches and glory. I know the bank account don't look right. I didn't ask you what it looks like. Call those things that be not. You don't call it. Man, Christians ain't calling things. They're calling it the way they see it. Call those things that be not. Who against hope believed in hope. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a force of hope? Yes, we are hopeless without the promise. 90% of the Christians you and I know are hopeless. All they talk about is what they have. All they talk about is what they see. All they talk about is what they feel. All they talk, well, Pastor Chris, well, I, I'm, I'm just going to speak my mind, and I, I don't want I, I, I to do that. Well, then if, you don't, if God calls those things that be not as though they were, if you call it the way you see it, you must not be like God then. You're too human, man. You, you know what I'm saying here. 
I know that got you a little bit. Well, we don't, well, with the bank accounts messed up. Thank you, Father. You meet all my needs according to your riches and glory. Thank you that the blessing of the Lord makes me rich and added no sorrow. My body is aching. When you don't go around, now listen, you ain't got to go telling everybody every day, now let's go slow. What if I don't feel good? Well, you don't, you don't, you don't go, you don't go calling not feel good. By your stripes, I'll tell you what I do. By your stripes, I'm healed. Well, that's, that's not what I feel. This isn't about, you're not allowed to go by what you feel. I'm telling you. Somebody say, well, I want this hope to work. The only way this hope works is you get it lined up right. You got to get it lined up right. Let me show you. I'll show you a revelation. This, right? I said, you better. I said, Lord, you got to show me this in the Bible. Show me this in the Bible. Show me where you live like this. Because you always hear this stuff. You know, everybody say, well, that's how Jesus did it. And you know, everybody wants, well, in the beginning, God said, light be. Nah, 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 nah. I want another one better than that. He said, no problem. He said, go to the well. I said, what do you mean go to the well? I, I, he said, go to the well and pull out wisdom when you need wisdom. There's a wisdom well inside of you. Any man lacketh wisdom, God who upbraideth not will give to that man liberally. I went to the wisdom well. And next thing you know, he said, I want you to go to the wedding. I said, go to the wedding? He said, yeah. And when they did not have any wine, they had water. It was water in them pots. He said, fill that pot up to the brim till it's overflowing. And he told the disciples, he said, dip it in. Dip it in the water. Dip it in the water and, and serve it to the guests. The guests ain't come here looking for H2O, Bobby Boucher. It's a high-quality H2O. No. They come looking for no high-quality H2O. They come looking for wine. Jesus said, give them out of the trough. Jesus, this is a water trough. I know what it is. I ain't. He said, he said what? He called those things that be not. He called those things that be not. He called those things that be not as though they were. And go give them the feast. He said, go into the water and give them the wine. Go into the water and give them the wine. Are you crazy? See, you got to understand something here. Within the command of the instruction, as they went and activated the words, come on, somebody, as they activated the go and dip, guess what? That water turned into wine. The miracles take place in your life when you start calling it the way God called it and you start activating your faith in what God called it to be. He called those things that be not as though they were. He spoke it. Come on, somebody. it's a miracle. It's the first miracle Jesus ever did. But guess what? He wants to do continued miracles. You know what you do? I got a jacked up relationship. You keep calling it a jacked up relationship. Well, my wife, you know, she, my husband, keep it up. Keep calling it the way you see it. Keep calling it the way you think it is. Well, what do I do? Praise be the Lord. You start, you start calling it what you want it to be. I'm in love. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I love my wife. Hallelujah. I love my husband. I love my kids. You got a broken relationship with a family member? I love my uncle. I love, come on, you got to call those things out. I, yeah, well, you know, we fighting. Nah, you keep calling it. I don't have enough money. I'm broke. I'm sick. I'm depressed. Hey, listen, man, I'm not here. Listen to me. Nobody's saying that there is not. You got pain in your body. You can't be crazy sitting here saying, well, I don't have pain in my body. That's not li That's lying. I'm not saying deny it. 
what's going on. You might be depressed. You might be hurting, but you can't keep calling it, I'm hurting and I'm depressed. I, I got the joy of the Lord. You got to start calling it as, call those things that be not as though they were. He shows you how to do it. He said, look, and being not weak in faith. He said, look, he said, look at the situation. He was saying, my womb, that womb is dead and my body don't function right. That's what it was. But I'm not going to call it what it was. I'm going to call it what it needs to become. That is the element of faith. Let me show you something right here now. This is powerful. I got to slow down. I get excited about this. Watch this now. That's the only place it works. Faith only works in the unseen realm. Faith only works. Hope only works. You, you got to hope for what you don't have. If you had it, you don't need hope for it. Are you seeing this? You got to get active on the other side. Now, the promise of God paints the picture of what you need to believe to receive. I got some scriptures in here. I don't know if you ever seen some of these things, but are you getting that? I'm challenging you to stop calling it the way you say, well, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to be lying. Think, okay, watch it. Can God lie? No, he ain't never lied a day in his life. He called it like, so God called those things that be not as though they were, so that can't be lying. It's more lying calling it the way you see it. Because everything you see is subject to change. The promises of God force you. To, now watch this now. God changed Abraham's name. You better get this. This is a billion-dollar nugget. I ain't never said this a day in my life. The promises of God force you to say what God says about a matter. Just like God changed Abraham's name to force him to say what God said about him, the promises of God force you to say what God said about your situations and circumstances. You cannot identify yourself outside of your promises that God gave you. You cannot identify yourself outside of the covenant promises God gave you because outside of those covenant promises of God is not where you're supposed to be. Just like outside of Abraham calling himself what God had made him to be was not for Abraham and God forced him by changing his name, God forces me and you, if you choose to accept this, it forces me and you not to say what we want to say, but it forces us to say what the promise says about the situations and circumstances of life. And now that promise forces you. Like, well, I can't just call. You got to call it the way he said it, not the way you see it. And it forces you to stay connected to the perpetual promises of God, which take you into your future and do not allow you to stay right here in your right here in your your place it takes you forward you see that it brings you out of where you are to where you need to be but just like abraham was forced 
I am changing your name, which is I am changing your identity. God did it with everybody. He got Jacob in Genesis. He said, your name is no longer Jacob. Your name is Israel. I am changing your identity. These guys didn't have promises from God. Abraham did. He got one. You're going to be the father of many nations. They're going to have the Bible. You got the Bible. He said, Jacob, you're no longer Jacob. Now you're going to be Israel. You're a nation. And he said, change your identity. And he said, I, I think I'm messed up. because you ain't messed up. You're a world changer, kid. You better figure out who you are. Just like identity has been denied in the Old Testament, men and women of faith, we come into the New Testament and connect the seed to the promise. And he says, you ain't allowed to talk like that about yourself. You're not allowed to say that about yourself. You're not allowed to think that about yourself. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are greater than your thoughts. My things are good. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that he love him. Come on, somebody. He's at a different playing field. He's at a plateau. He's, he's, he's shoot, supersonically shooting through the air and, and allowing greater revelation coming to you. So don't be limited. But without the promises of God, you're limited. Now, look at this. Now, we're going to get into this thing. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures. These things are going to be good. Go to 1 Peter 1, 3, okay? In the Passion Bible, we're going to read the, these, these verses. Very important, okay? And I want you to say, celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy for his foundation of mercy has given us new life and we are reborn to experience a living and energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We're what? Through the salvation experience, the reborn experience, a living energetic hope. So we got a living energetic hope, do we not? Now watch this. Now watch this, okay? Okay. We are born we are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminish. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm through our faith. So these promises, this is what you got to get. The promises of God are what your faith materializes. Now watch this. Through our faith, the mighty power of God, he constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy, even though lately you've gone through some griefs and trials. Now, you understand that? That's that fiery trials. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold, which perishes, for even gold refined by fire. For your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when Jesus, the anointed one, is revealed. Now, did you get that? That's a little bit of scripture for you to understand something. My faith, write this down, my faith, your faith materializes the promises of God. So if you don't put those promises in your hope, the anchor of the soul, remember Hebrews 6? Your faith ain't materializing nothing. And you have to hold that image long enough until you can materialize it in the earth. That is so important because man's triune being, I am a spirit I have a soul, I live in a body. Remember we had the Olympic rings? I like that when we did spirit, soul, and body. We have the spirit Olympic ring, soul Olympic ring, but they connect right here, right? That's the heart of man. That's why you can go into either pool. You could say evil junk out your mouth. You could bless God out of your mouth. I don't want to hear none of that stuff. 
Because Christians go, well, you know, nah, nah, nah. You could go into either place if you, you do it. And then body. Then you got body. So if these rings connect, right? Like, so if you had the, you know, Olympic rings kind of connect. I don't know how to explain it. You know, I don't have a diagram up there. But the circle goes like this. And then the other circle goes and connects. Heart of man. And then soul and body. See that right there? Now, that flesh barrier is not easy to break. But you have to. So I want your, I want you, call, man, I've been doing it all week. Calling those things that be not as other were. It's really, you want to know what happens? You'll stop complaining overnight. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Because everybody calls it the way they see it. It keeps you in a place of perpetual faith. It really does. You want to see something? Now, look at this. We're going to keep going, okay? Now, watch this now. Now, I want you to see this. Man, I got some scriptures for you. 1 Peter 1.13. Man, 1 Peter 1.13. Wherefore, gird up, yeah, 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 yeah. You better get this now. Now you read these words. The word of God's powerful. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. Hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, we've been there. Hope to the end. Got that? Don't let go of this hope, man. Don't stop hoping. You understand? Because I say, well, hope's bad. No, no, no. Hope's a force for faith to materialize. And once, I'm going to say this, you ready for this? Once faith has the time to material the promises hope for, guess what? You don't need hope for that no more. Now we get another project. You can keep open projects, but don't let go of those pictures. How, come, how do I keep my mind? Keep it in the promise. It forces you to manifest the thing. Are you, are you seeing this? If you take that, we're going to read it. They got no hope without God. If you don't leave that promise in your mind, will, and emotions, you're going to be all over the joint. But this is how you start training yourself. Call those things that be not as though they were. I call those things that be not as though they were. What do you think? I call, I call, I call those things that be not as though they were. It's baby Christians. Let me tell you something about this stuff. This, well, I don't want to do it like this, Pastor Chris. I don't want to do it like this. Well, then you ain't going to get it. You ain't going to get nothing from God. God ain't changing the way he does things. He ain't changing the way he does things. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. That's what faith does. Call those things that be not as though they were. Man, I'm telling you, you better pull that in. Hope. To the end for the grace. That grace will work, man. You're going to see this. Who, look at verse 21, because I skipped a little bit. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead, gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Now you see right there? Faith and hope in God. Faith and hope in God. Now he didn't say one from the other because hope's been getting a bad rap. Like, hope isn't faith, and hope isn't, you know, hope's a, I know, I know, I know. But you got to have hope before faith can ever materialize something. Because if your hope's out the window, faith can't got no work. Now, you better watch. You better get this. Seeing you have purified your soul. Did you get that? See, your soul needs to be purified. Sounds like James 1, doesn't it? Put off superfluity of naughtiness. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. 
He's saying, look, you got to transform your soul. You got a soul problem. You ain't got a spirit problem, guys. You ain't got no spirit problem. You got a soul problem. You got a mind problem, a will problem, an emotion problem. Purify your souls. And how do you purify your soul? Obey the truth. That's the word of God. Through the spirit, on the unfringed love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Now, that's what he says. Being born again sounds just like, come on, sounds just like James. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Did you see that? So the word of God is what purifies your soul. You got that? The word of God is what purifies your soul in obeying the truth. So the more you obey the truth, the more your soul gets purified. What does that mean? You, 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 um, you eradicate the contamination that gets in your mind. Washing your mind with the word. You see this? Because your mind's going, well, I want to call it the way I see it. I want to call it the way I feel it. See, emotions, man, guys, I'm telling you, I'm not desensitizing you, but I'm telling you what I am doing. I'm making you people of faith, man, if you listen to me. Well, where do I bring my complaints? Your prayer closet. That's the problem. You, so many people, let me tell you what you people do. It's a silent cry for attention, and, and it's not healthy. I'm telling you, listen to me, man. You can say whatever you want. I know I'm right. This is what happens. Well, you know, I want to just say, nah, 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 nah. Go bring that to your prayer closet and bring it with God and come out here and think, well, that's weird. No, it ain't weird. Call those things that be not. Call those things that be not. Call those things that be not. It's affecting your faith. You have to sanctify yourself through the truth. Did you get that? What's sanctify mean? Keep yourself connected to. Wash it. Amen? Sanctification was the process of God cleansing you from the impurities of your sinful nature. How do I keep my soul sanctified? How do I keep my soul pure? I wash it with the word so it doesn't have any limitations from the natural, but it stays connected to the supernatural. Man, I'm going to show you. Look at this. Look at this. 1 Peter 3.15. You're going to see this. 1 Peter 3.15. You're going to see it. I got it for you in a different way. Look at this. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Well, how are you going to sanctify the Lord God? Through the truth. That's what he's saying. Purify. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks your reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now, I'm going to read it again because some of you got a little lost there. Sanctify the Lord in your heart. Sanctify and pure your heart. Isn't that what we just read? Purify your soul. Come on, purify your heart and be ready to give an answer. If anyone asks for you, how come you got this reason you're hoping? Well, okay, watch it. Here comes people. Why you, why you believe in that? Doctor said you're going to die. Why you believe in that? Here's the reason for my hope. 1 Peter 2 says, by his stripes, I'm healed. Where's your hope? Man, you ain't, man, I know, man, you, you ain't even, you, man, your, your car's a junker. You're living in, you talk about you rich. Were you rich? He said that uh, I'm rich according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. 
Stop, stop, stop looking where I'm at because I know where I'm going. You're in denial. No, I'm not in denial. I'm in faith. You're unrealistic. No, I'm not unrealistic. I'm in faith. You, 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 you're in some kind of whacked out state of mind. No, I'm not. I'm in the create with the words of my mouth like God did state of mind. And if I get good at reprogramming myself, I'm going to get so good at this, I'm going to speak it in the morning and see it by the afternoon. I'm not saying nothing different than the word of God. I don't care what you try to make me do. I'm not doing it. I got to keep this hope. Where's my hope? My hope comes from the word. And then promises or what? Make me. Oh, man, I hope you got. I'm going to say it again. God changed Abraham's name. He said, you ain't Abram. Because Abram ain't going to get you where you need to go, baby. You Abraham. You're the father of many nations. He called himself, who are you? I'm Abraham. You know what he was saying? I'm the father of many nations. I ain't got a kid. I don't have nothing. I don't even have a luggage for crying out loud to go where I'm going. I don't even know what's going on, but I'm the father of many nations. And he became what he said. So you over here like, I'm broke, busted, disgusted, sick, whacked out, shot out, don't got nothing, nobody love me, nobody want me, blah, 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 blah. And God said, hush your mouth. You don't know who you are. Speak the promises of God. Put the promise of God in your heart and put the promise of God in your mouth and say what I called you to be because you don't even know who you are. And now you come in here and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Pray. Now you got to believe it. I'm blessed and highly favored. You broke, busted, and disgusted. You know, you just, you, you don't see right. I'm blessed and highly favored. Now I'm allowing the promise of God to force me to keep my hope and faith where it needs to be in my mouth, and it, that road, I will get there. It's a tool and a law of God. Don't get off. I'm calling it the way I see it. No, you better call it the way you want to see it. I got some scriptures going to really get you here. Watch this. Look at Acts 26 and 6. Now watch this now. This is Apostle Paul. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. That right there. That right there is important. Now, right, hold that. I'm going to get judged for the hope of my promise. That's what's going to come. That's where that fiery test is going to come. It's going to come against my hope and that promise. It's going to try to beat it out of me. You ain't getting that. You watch me. You can't have that. You want that promise is taking me there. As long as you do not hold, fa listen, hold fast your profession, confession. Don't let go. Don't let them let go. Keep your faith. Keep that hope. When your mind says, what are we doing? I'm hanging on the hope. When your emotions say, let go of it. I'm holding on the hope. When it says, you're, come on, your will's like, oh, I want to quit. I don't want to hang on this no more. Oh, oh great. Yeah, I did it for three days. Oh, great. You're a supernatural achiever. Three days? I say three days. Hold on to it for three years. What do you care? You know, another day, the other day, something reminded me of a moment in time, and I thought of it. I said, man, that was like two years ago. It felt like a minute. You ever have a moment like that? Like you go, oh, you know, you do something like, I don't know, you do something you buy, you buy something, you do, like, you know, we bought that, and you go, look, oh, we got that like a month ago. Like, you got the thing two years ago. The paperwork says two years ago. I said, that was yesterday. We just went and picked the stupid thing up. Are you getting this? Years are, it's like minutes, man. When you get in the future, like, when you're looking at it this way and going, it looks like it's forever. When you get on the other side of it, it looks like minutes. 
So you gotta be, you're gonna be you're gonna be in time anyway. You might as well be using it wisely. Man, I'm telling you what, you do what I'm telling you tonight, you do what I'm telling you tonight, you ain't never gonna be the same again. What do you got to say about a matter? I'm just gonna say what God said about a matter. But you're gonna be judged. I am judged for the hope of the promise made in the God and our Father. So the promises that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all that stuff got passed down, I'm going to be judged for the hope of my promise. You know what that means? The enemy is going to come and chat. Why do you think you deserve that? They're, they're, well, you better get that. There are covenants of promises. We're going to talk about that. Look at Romans 5 and 1. You understand this? Romans 5 and 1. Romans 5 and 1. Look at this. I don't know if you've ever seen this like this or thought about this. Therefore, we are justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So we stand and rejoice in hope because we got this faith. Now, I want you to see this. Therefore, we are justified freely by faith. So faith is constantly working in our spirit, justifying us. Okay? So you're justified. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Finished. By whom also we have access by faith into grace, which is fantastic because grace gave us everything and faith accesses what grace provided. We are in, we stand and rejoice in hope. So we're standing and we're joying in hope. What do you mean? Because we know what faith and grace provided. And as long as you could stand and rejoice in hope, you could get faith to materialize the things that grace provided. That's the key. Hope is a force for the unseen. I'm telling you, listen to me. Oh, you don't believe it? Okay, keep reading. Look it. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. Yeah, who glories in tribulation? The God that understands why it's coming. Why am I getting tried at that promise? Because it's trying to get me to let go of it. I'm not letting go of it. I'm not letting go. My God, the devil tells on himself. When you got pressure for that promise, that means that joker is coming to pass. Woo! You got, pro you got pressure on that promise. That means that promise is coming to pass. And tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience hope. And guess what hope does? Hope maketh not ashamed. What's that mean? I ain't got no shame. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that because that's, you know, that's kind of weird saying that. Why, why are you so ashamed to say what God told you to say about a situation? What you mean you ashamed? Hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. I ain't ashamed. I ain't ashamed. Well, you know, I don't have no money. I don't want to. I don't want to start saying I got. I got no money. I don't want to start saying I got money. Why are you ashamed? I don't want to start saying I'm well. The doctor told me I'm done to die. I don't say I'm well. If you start saying you're well, you're weird. It's weird. Why are you ashamed? Why are you ashamed to say what God said about you? Why are you ashamed with God, to say what God said about a situation? Why are you ashamed? Because your identity is connected to stuff it shouldn't be connected to, just like Abram's was. As I said, you, you got to get out of that ashamed guy and get in the Abraham guy. You got to get out of that guy. You got to get in the new you, because the new you is going to places the old you can't go. My God in heaven, you better get that.
Look at this. I'm going to show it to you. I know y'all loving me right now. Look at Romans 15, 4. I'm telling you, man, this is good stuff. It's good stuff. I'm going to keep you for a little bit more because I'm preaching it up, ain't I now? Look at this. The, whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us how to live. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. Are you reading this? Are you pulling this in or what? Watch this. Whatever was written beforehand, that's the Bible, was meant to instruct us how to live. Okay, I'm down with it. Tell me how to live. The scriptures impart to us, they impart. You know what that means? It puts in you what is not in you. Encouragement and inspiration so we can what? Live in hope and endure all things. He wants us to live in hope. Yeah, because that's what the scriptures does. That's what the promise does. It gives us hope to change the situations. Now may God, the source of great endurance and comfort, grace you. Did you see this? God, the source of great endurance and comfort. Man, if I got God, I'm going to be comforted and endure this mess. Watch this. Grace you with unity among yourselves, which flows from your relationship with Jesus, the anointed one. The Then, with a unanimous rush of passion, you will with one voice glorify God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. The promises of God impart and encourage inspiration and inspiration so we can live in hope and endure all things. Now, now you got to get this now. Now, watch Ephesians 2 and 12. Very important. That at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. No promise, no hope. Without the covenant of promise, you got no hope. You better read that again and read it slow. Got to look at it. Let me see it one more time. That at times, now he's talking about when you were lost. You had no Christ. You got no promise. You got no hope. You got nothing. You were aliens from Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise. Having no hope. He's saying the covenant of promise, the covenants, plural, of the promise one, they all come out of the promise all those yes and amens bring hope. So if you don't have a promise in your soul, you don't have no hope in your soul, you got no help in the earth. You got to hang on to these things. And the enemy don't want you to know this. Oh, he don't want you to hear this. Because if you get what I'm telling you, you're going to, man, when my mind wants to let go of that promise, you can forget it, bro. I don't care what they say. I'll be dying, and I'll hold that word of God. Tell my emotions, well, I tell my emotions, you shut up. That's what Paul said. He said, I beat my body in this objection. Not like a boxer shadow boxing, but I beat it. I make it do. I care with my shut up emotions. You be quiet, mind. You be quiet, will. You be quiet. You be, qu be quiet. You're going to tell me. I'm telling you, listen to me, it's the truth. That's what you got to get to. You got to get to that place where nothing moves you. Because this is important. You know that? Now watch this, watch this, watch this. 
Look at this. Colossians 1, 15 and 16, and the passion breaks down this thing. You're going to see this now. I need you to understand this. Okay? Watch this. Your faith and love rise within you as you access all the treasure of your inheritance stored in the heavenly realm. That's for now. For the revelation of the true gospel is as real today as the day when you first heard it of our glorious hope. See it? Just as real today, it brought hope. Now that you have believed in the truth of the gospel, this is the wonderful message that is being spread everywhere, powerfully changing hearts throughout the earth, just like it changed you. Every believer of this good news bears fruit of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. Now, I want you to just look at this. What do you mean this glorious hope? Your faith and love arise within you as you access all the treasure of your inheritance. So that's that promise. Your inheritance. That's what he's talking about in Ephesians 2. He talks about the hope of your calling. Right? Ephesians 1. All treasure of your inheritance stored up for the revelation of the true gospel. What? This glorious hope. First heard, you first heard of this glorious hope. Man, that's my inheritance. These promises are my inheritance. So I take these promises and I put them in my hope package and my faith material. Man, I, hey, uh, uh, I don't know what to do here, Pastor Chris. Uh, hey, Joshua, you want to do what nobody else did? Yeah. Um, I want you to meditate. Do not let this book of the law depart. Depart. Look at Joshua 1.8. You want to see it? Let him see it. Then we'll give him this other one. Woo. You got to fix your soul. Somebody say, I'm fixing my soul. This book of the law should not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in therein day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Day and night, this book of the law shall not depart out of their mouth. Thou shalt meditate, meditate, run it over and over. Day and night, that thou may observe to do. Look, that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. According to all, all that is written therein. He said, what's been written in there? Just look at that. Just look at that. I'm broke. Bible says, you come out here, I got no money. No, 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 it's been written in here. I'm, I'm rich. I'll come out here, I'm sick. No, 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 it's been written in here, I'm well. And I come out here, I'm defeated. No, 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 victory, victory, victory. He causes you always to triumph. Say, stay there. Shall make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Oh, come on. Meditate. So when your mind wants to go here, you say, no, no, it's written. Your will wants to go here. No, 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 it's written. Your emotions want to go off the rail. It's written. You can't afford it. Cost you too much. Look at this. Look at 2 Thessalonians 2.16. Come on, you got, a little, you got a couple more scriptures. This is so good. You see this? It's promises force you. What happens? Okay, watch this. What happens if I don't have my promise in my soul? You say whatever stupid thing you want to say. That's what happens. My God, Pastor Chris, you're so intense. What happens if you don't have a promise? My soul, my faith's over here. See, that's why I said you're a double-minded man. You're unstable in all your ways. Because your spirit man's like, ah, we are the champion. No time for losers. 
Because we are the champions of the world. And then here comes your soul. I am defeated because I don't understand the word. And you talk lack, you talk sick, you talk broke, you talk weak, you talk broke, you talk busted, you talk disgusted, you talk all this foolishness, and your spirit man's like, maybe I'm not a champion, and you deceive yourself with the words of your mouth. It's James chapter 1. I'm preaching way better than y'all amen to me. I can help some people now, can't I? Look, I love you enough to tell you this stuff. You see what I'm saying? So now your spirit man's like, I'm strong, but you say we're weak in the mind, will, and emotions. There ain't two of you, but there's a fight inside of you. And whoever's winning the fight wins. And now you're like, but I want to say this. You better stop just you messing it up. Now your spirit's like, are we winners or losers? Because I don't know. It's going to be whatever you choose. And you deceive your own heart with the words of your mouth. The Bible says that man is a double-minded man, like a wave in the sea, who goes up and down. He don't know where he's at. That is what he's saying here. He's saying, look, hope is in the soul. And if you don't get your mind, will, and emotions to be renewed. It's Romans 12, 1 1. What do you think you're renewing when you renew your spirit? Your spirit's perfect, man. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit are together. Okay? Now, it gets muddy when your soul don't pay attention and act right. Because your body's going with you and so is your spirit. So you feel the Holy Ghost living like the devil because you, your soul's too strong because you're carnal. And your carnality is your mind, your will, and your emotion. And this soul man is a fight, man. This joker want to take you wherever you're not supposed to go. And if you're not careful, it'll win. Okay? Did you get that? So that's what happens. Is, so now I got I to gotta keep my soul connected to the promise. But now here's the cool thing. That's what, that's what that, that first Peter scriptures are talking about. And that second Peter, all that, first, that stuff there, it says, become a divine partaker of a divine nature through the promises of God. Y'all know that one, right? Right? So if you got that promise, oh, God in heaven, you're going to keep me here all day. Look, look at this, look at this, look at this. I don't mind. I got nothing. But where are we going? You're going to go watch, you're gonna go watch reruns of some stupid TV show. Not learn nothing. Go to second Peter 1, 3. I'm a little rough with you, but you know what? That's because I love you. And then, I'm going to tell you right now, half, half, the, half these preachers don't want to talk like this anyway. And I'm not picking on them. We're all in the same profession. But don't get me. You know, I'm, I'm, loving, I'm loving all this. All these guys want to go critique everybody else. Get your life right before you start opening your mouth. Go get a track record of credibility and integrity and then come and open your mouth around me. Because until you do, you're not qualified to speak into my life. Because this, this job, this ain't a job you do. This is a calling you receive. And if you ain't scared of this pulpit, you, you're a pulpit punk. You need to go do something else. I'm not playing with this thing. I don't play with it. The devil's scared of me, man. I got no skeletons. When you got no skeleton, man, I have somebody, man, you talking about Christ, Christ, you ever cast out devils? I said I cast out the Antichrist. Yeah, I will. Because he ain't got no, he's no match for me. And he knows it. That's what, how, how come you don't, because he ain't going to show up where I'm at. I'm telling you, man, you better pack. You better come pack. And this spirit world's real, bro. And people don't realize it. They want to live one foot, one foot in the world and one foot in God. And then they're going to go tell the devil, look, honey, you can't sleep with the devil all night long and then kick that joker out of bed in the morning. It don't work. You better live right all the time. Your life should be a living epistle. 
Look right here. I got on the bandwagon sometimes because they don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about because you get crucified for this kind of stuff nowadays because the church became a country club. You know, and you talk like this. Well, he's a little intense. You know, he's a little too, he gets a little too much. He's a little too much. You're like, I like watching these guys. The guy that does it, the other guy that doesn't make me uncomfortable, he makes me uncomfortable. I don't, Pastor Chris, he bothers me. He bothers me. He bothers me a lot. Good. I'm going to get a bobblehead. We should make a bobblehead of me, and y'all take me home and put me around your house, and, when you, and I'll just shake my head at you like, Get it together, get it together, get it together. And I want a voice-activated bobblehead that I just keep preaching all day long to you, and I shake my head at you like, get it together, get it together. Just when you want to become a real grumpy, because some of you are so grumpy, you want to, I just want to let it out, I got to let it out. Go let it out in your prayer closet and shut your mouth in the earth. Because you're messing up your confession, and the enemy's using it against you. The words of your mouth got power, and the enemy will use them to your defeat if you're not careful. So I got to keep you strong. Okay, now look at this. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and God. Through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. That's power. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Where are we putting those promises? In our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. We're using them as a guide so we can keep them as an anchor. That by these, everybody say that by these great and precious promises, we might become a partaker of a divine nature. Where do we need this nature to manifest? In your spirit? No. I need the nature of God in my soul. I got to think like God. I got to speak like God. I got to be emotionally in response like God. The love of God constrains me. I got to have everything working in my soul side because my spirit side. Then you'll see it in my body. Well, how come we don't see it in your body? Because you didn't train your soul to respond the way God will respond in that arena. What does that Exceed by these great exceeding precious promises, you might become a partaker of a divine nature. There it is. Where do I keep those promises in my soul? What's my faith do as long as my soul can hold it? It's like a picture. It materializes it. And the power and the potential and the promise is where transformation takes place in my mind. I'm renewing my mind. Because my mind doesn't know who it is. I'm renewing my emotions because they don't know how to respond. And I'm commanding my will. I'm subduing it. Oh, you don't believe it? Jesus did it in a garden. Not my will. Thy will be done. He did it. He, he, his confession. Temptation came at the garden. Temptation came at the, when he was led out of the wilderness. Tempted 40 days and 40 nights. It is written. telling you, you got to keep this thing. I'm going to give you, I'll give you this one. Look at 2 Thessalonians 2.16. Now our Lord Jesus Christ, that one. And then you can go. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us, has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your heart and establish you in every good work. Guys, get excited. If you can get this hope going, grace 
can maintain it. He didn't leave you here without help. Come to the throne of grace in your time of need. It's waiting for you. Because why? Titus 3, you got to see this, and I'm going to let you go, man. These promises are waiting to be activated. But after that, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's what we're doing. Which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That being justified by grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. See that? We're made an heir because of the hope that's connected to life eternal. That's the heir. That means that's my inheritance. I got to take my hope, and this is how you do it. I got to call those things that be not as though they were. And I got to take my hope in the arena of my mind, my will, and my emotions, and don't disconnect. Hang on. You're going to hang on. But I want to say something different. Don't do it. But I want to think something different. Don't do it. But I want to, I'm so angry. Don't do it. I Just keep it in there. Don't give it any other picture than the picture you want it to see. Don't let it get any other picture than the picture you want it to become. And just hang on. Faith and hope will do the work and materialize what grace has provided. Don't forget it. Now, here's how you practice it. You start calling those things that be not as though they were. And you allow the promise of God to force you to think, to say, and to do what you're supposed to do. The power and the potential to do it is in the promise. But until you step out on the promise, you can't activate anything that's taking place in the process. Because then the process, as it's going, God gave you the promise. And as long as you activate the promise, it will bring you to the production of the finished product in the end. But here's the key. Don't forget it. If I can't keep it in the arena, it's like this. My faith wants to manifest the things hoped for. But if my hope is in and out, it's today, yay, tomorrow, no. I'm starting the process because of abandonment. I'm starting the process all over. Yes, I believe God wants to prosper. I don't know if he wants to prosper. I don't know if I'm hell. I think he is. I don't know. I can't be up and down. Vast. No agreement. Faith and hope find their agreement in the promise of God. That is what you have to know. When you find that promise, accept it to be the truth, activate it by faith, and don't let go of it. Don't let go of it. Keep your confession of faith. That's important. Y'all know, because there's power in that word, man. There's power in that word. There's power in that word. And I'm telling you, look, I, I can give you another one, but, but I, think, I think I'm going to close out with this. But I want you to see this because I think it's important. You got to keep the power in that word. Um, it's important. Um, I, I, I think if you keep, um, uh, you just got to keep, you got to keep your faith. You know, it says this thing. Don't, you don't have to turn there, but it says in if Hebrews uh, 1, 3, it says upholding all things by the word of his power. That power has the word potential to change your life. Amen. We'll talk more about it. We'll come back. We'll do more seminars like this. I just want you to get it. Start calling those things that be not as though they were. Start activating hope. Start allowing hope. But you have to say, now faith 
is the substance of things hoped for. Pop that up there. Let me just see Hebrews 11, 1, and we'll go. I want you to see this with your eyes because this, this is what we've done. God has given us a masterful understanding. Now faith is. Okay? I got it. Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. So what happens if there's no, no substance to things hoped for? Faith ain't working. It's the evidence of things not seen. So if hope isn't being materialized by faith, what am I got? Well, I just got seen things, and faith's not doing anything. How do I get faith to move forward? I put some hopes in front of it so it could change the things I see and did the things. I could change the things I see to become the things I want to see. Hmm. Funny. So if there's no hope in front of faith, I guess faith doesn't do anything. Faith stays dormant. Faith is inactive without hope. Faith just has no target to hit. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Get your hope filled with the promise of God and put your faith to work. And when you do, you're going to start materializing the things that are not seen in the seen realm. You're going to change your life. I promise. Go back. Listen to this a hundred times and a hundred more times after that and start learning the process. It's the truth and it will transform your life. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you for the word of God is making a way where maybe they can't see it. I pray right now that faith is the substance and they're finding brand new hopes from the promise of God to transform their life forever. I thank you, Lord, for moving supernaturally in their natural arena of life and giving them access to God's greatest potential. Their faith and hope materializing in the seen realm, the blessings and promises of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Listen, guys, we love you. We believe in you. Go back, listen to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're going to combo package this together. It's going to be awesome for you. We're going we're gonna to have it available so you can get it. You can go there. And you can even down, pretty soon, man, you're going to be able to download the brand new app. Amen. We're so pumped about it. We might make that the catalyst launch. I don't know. We'll get something to you for sure. But I'm excited about it. We're going to stay connected. We're going to see you this weekend. Remember this. You can do it. Just keep activating it one step at a time, and you're going to see it come to pass in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, we love you, and God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.